0: Hello, Top Fan Rivalry followers. It is Bill from Top Fan Rivalry, and I got a treat for you. So when you're driving uh, to work, when you're, whatever you're doing, afternoon, evening, whenever you listen to this, I got five guys on, five of my favorite dudes on, and we're going to talk about, well, money, in essence. We're going to talk about how this is going to play out. So I got some reps from the Dodgers. I got a Mariners fan. Yes, we found one of those. Um, we got a Yankees fan. He's really shy, so I'm going to have to try to pull some answers out of out of him. And then we got Jackson, a weekly update guy. Anyways, fellas, thank you so much for being on. We appreciate it. Hope we're going to have a good night. So we'll start. Let me start by introducing real quick. We got Jackson. We got Bruce, who goes by Dodger Disciple. We got Mikey Bleeds Blue. Um, obviously a huge Giants Dodger fan. Sorry, that that slipped out. We got Eric, who's a uh, Mariners fan, and we got Lewis, who is a Yankees fan. So we're going to cover the whole gamut. We got some American League. We got some National League. Jackson is a Braves fan. Um, he'll tell you that it's the 2023 World Series champion, Atlanta Braves, but I think there's a couple of boys on this podcast that are going to tell you differently, Jackson, so we'll see how that goes. But fellas, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Let's have some fun. Before we do that, before we get into some questions, I just want to remind everybody, go to topfanrivalry.com. On the front page, you're going to see a thing that says watch party events. Click onto it. Look at the cities and dates that we're going to be doing watch parties that we have scheduled out. We have two of them scheduled in Orange County, a Dodgers-Angels game and an Angels-A's game. We've got one in Arizona for a Dodgers uh, Diamondbacks game, preseason game or spring training game. We've got we're going to go to New York. We're going to go to Boston this year. We're going to go to Philadelphia. We're going to go to Atlanta and we're going to go to Houston and probably San Diego and San Francisco. So log on, click on to one of the dates. All the locations will be. We're in contracts with all these people. So um, we're looking forward to to having a good time and love to see everybody out. But go there. Let us know if you want to be. All right. Let's get started. So, should we start with the Bronx Bombers? First question to you, uh, Lewis. How are you tonight? And tell me, what do you think about all the money that was spent on the free agencies this or on the free agents this year?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm doing good tonight. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it's I guess it's both a good and a bad thing. I mean, I love seeing the players get paid. I'd rather have them take the money home rather than the owners. So that's the plus side. The bad side is, you know, as a family guy. You know, it gets more and more expensive to take the family of four to the park. So, so that's the bad side. So,
0: agreed, agreed. Hey, man. What do you think, Eric?
2: You know, thinking about it over and over, I mean, some of these guys are, they're special guys out there. I mean, you're going out, putting, you know, at bats together, home runs together, making good moments on the field. I think it's a little bit outrageous to see go, you know, guys go out there, 13 year contracts, 11 year, 12 year contracts, and it's like, I don't know how consistently good these guys are going to be You kids up. Who knows how the next four years are going, but it's a lot of money going, you know, up and down and seeing how the years fluctuate. Who knows what could happen in the upcoming years.
0: Yeah. Good call. Good call. What about you, Mikey? What What do you think about all this money that's been spent on free agency this year? Um,
3: I'm with uh... – Sorry, I'm horrible with names. Louis. The Yankees fan. <laughs> Lewis. Uh, You know, it's, uh costs an arm and a leg to take your family to a game. Um, the only positive I can say is I do like the longer year contracts for the ones that make sense because, like, me being a Dodger fan, I know I can root for Mookie Betts for the next, you know, 10, 12 years. I don't have to worry about him leaving in three years or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's it's a double-edged sword. Um, but I, like Lewis, I, I would rather the players get it than than the owners. But then, in that same token, we're the ones
0: that pay the price. So, Mikey, don't worry. He goes by Hey You as well, and or Aaron Judge. He'll go by Aaron Judge if you say that. I'm sure your bank account – Lewis, your bank account's like his, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Just missing a few zeros. In
0: front of the decimal point or behind the decimal point? (laughs) Awesome. Jackson, what are your thoughts on all this money that's been spent? Uh, You
4: know, kind of the same sentiment. It's better that it's going to the players, but really thinking about it, it's more about how teams spend their money. You know, you're paying for what a guy is going to do, but you should be paying for that. But teams really pay on past merits. You know, for an example, I do not think Justin Verlander's worth forty million dollars. Hey, the Mets do good for Verlander, good for the Mets. But you know, it's it's a double edged sword. You know, when you're throwing that much money around, there's a lot of pressure, especially on guys who are coming in from an outside team. I think it, it creates this extra dynamic in the age of social media, you know, where the guy has one bad game or one bad start, all of a sudden, all the, the booze and the cheers and the and the social media comments come in. And I, I think it's bad for the players in that sense, you know, where they have this expectation to perform immediately and based off their past merits, when, you know, it's a new season, different players, they're facing different people playing a different game, then maybe a different place. So,
0: Yeah. Listen, Jackson, it's a good deal if you get 81 games with Kate Upton wearing your team jersey, right? No, I'm teasing. I I mean, I wouldn't pay $40 million for that, but, you know, (laughs) depends on who you ask, I guess. (laughs) Bruce, same question to you. Well,
5: I think Luis, you know, you led the way with that comment, you know, um, it's a double-edged sword, like you said, Mikey, as well. But I think that it's it's a it's it's interesting. Each of our teams that we like here, fellas, they're, they're businesses, and they are all going to have a different um, idea of what a player bears the market. You know what I mean? So, and they're all going to differentiate from that. Um, you know me being from you know Arizona to LA and and even though it's not that far but it's a it's a big expense um i think you just have to ask yourself is it worth it i do think it is um but uh um, every team's different but i what amazes me about the money you guys is how much money they're paying some of these older players like Verlander you know Jackson it's i i couldn't do that for somebody that that old no offense to Verlander but That's pretty old, you know, so that's kind of where I'm at on it, guys. Love it. Love it. All right. So
0: let me ask this question then. So this is kind of a follow-up to this question. We'll start with you, Eric. Um, Do you think that all this money that gets dished around this year, do you think it is helping or hurting the game?
2: Honestly, I I want to say a little bit of both because you, you see some of the guys that have some of the production not getting too noticed. And, you know, once it comes around, a guy wants his fair pay. I mean, somebody's going to ask for it. I mean, if they're not given to it, they'll move on. Another team would probably recognize what they've been doing that the other team hasn't. And, you know, it's all good. But when it also comes to a star player wanting to stay long-term, they'll be asking like a contract like like a Shohei Otani would want. And it's like you can't really give that out willingly or freely. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to want a fair pay.
0: And fair pay is fair pay is relative these days. I I'm you know, go to go to these guys' salaries from the eighties, right? You look at what Rod Crew made versus what Alex Rodriguez made, those are drastically different numbers. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Mikey, what do you think? Does it help or hurt the game? Uh
3: I mean I don't I don't think it you know, a lot of these guys that get these big deals, um, a lot of them do give back to the community and things like that. So, you know, if uh teams are willing to dole out that kind of money, who am I to say no? Okay. What about you, Jackson? What do you think? I mean, like I said earlier, it's how teams
4: spend their money. So as a fan it can be frustrating. Because, you know, management, because it is a business, like we've established, they have a number in mind that they don't want to cross. So they're going to try to nickel and dime their way everywhere else to try to get players at certain price points. And it's frustrating when you see, you know, if you're the Cubs and your team spending $17.5 million on Cody Bellinger for the MP- MVP season he had four years ago. You know what I mean? On the hope and the illusion that he will turn into MVP Cody Bellinger again. So... I think it's good for the game as in the players get their fair share and they're able to give back to the communities, but it, it, hurt. it hurts. the game. French players, a lot of these older players getting big contracts and it's really going to just start messing with how teams perceive value. And it's going to really, you're going to start to see teams, you know, start to shortchange some of their talent or trade talent a little bit earlier before they get too expensive because arbitration is also kind of go up because it's,
0: that's what it's based on the contracts on the open market. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good concept. I like that. I, I, you know, and we'll get into this in a second. I wonder if it's sustainable, right? This, this amount of dollars out all the time, is it sustainable because at the end of the day, it's not the owners that are paying for it. It's all of us on this podcast. Right. Um, you know, if, if Louis takes his family out to a game and he's got, you know, a couple of kids, you're talking about parking. You're talking about, uh, you know, hot dogs, sodas, whatever. Before you know it, it's a two hundred fifty thousand or two hundred fifty thousand wrong two hundred fifty dollar excursion, two hundred fifty thousand. You'd be saving for a while, hmm. uh, but it's an excursion, and then you don't maybe you only do it once a year, right? But because they make so much money in the TV rights, they don't care. <laughs> right. And the better your team is the more people you're going to get into the, the stands. A la uh, Eric's team, the Mariners, I mean, they were selling out last time, right? But, you know, a couple seasons before when they were struggling, you could get a ticket day of game, right, for cheap. So, yeah. you know, it's it, it not so much this year. <laughs> Bruce, yeah. your thoughts on does it help or hurt the game?
5: I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. I think the, you know – it's entertainment again. And, and I think, you know, if you're, if you're a Yankee fan, you want Aaron judge there, you know, I think where it's bad for the game and I'll use Aaron judge as an example. And, and Luis, I'm not coming at you, my man. So don't, don't, don't worry. But I I feel like maybe Aaron judge's agent and Aaron judge to an extent used San Francisco as a way to get more money from the Yankees. And for me, that's, I don't know, I, I don't like that. I, I know that's the game, but I'm not sure I'm i am kosher with the game when it comes to that. Um, you know, obviously everyone knew Judge was going to get paid, but, and other players have done it with their agents too. So in that sense, I, I don't like that, but, but I do think it's what the market bears right now. But I also, Bill, I agree with you that it's gonna have to something's gonna break, something's gonna fall. I don't know when, but I don't know how long this is gonna be able to keep going. Sustainability was your word, and I, I don't I don't know how long it's gonna keep going.
3: Yeah. Real quick, out outside of like fans coming together from all ball clubs and saying we're going to boycott games because we can't afford these things or something. It's just not going to change. That's the problem. Right. Yeah. It would have to be everybody comes together as, as people from fans of all teams and not put money into the product, you know, not buy their, their jerseys, not buy their hats. Season tickets, whatever it may be. I mean, I can only afford to go to a few games a year. You know, I. It is. It is what it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. Luis, uh, you can wrap this one up. You you went after a big time this year, so does that does that help or hurt the game? I mean, obviously, going to Yankee Stadium isn't cheap. It never has been cheap, but I think does it help or hurt the game.
1: I think it's like everyone said, I think everybody's trying to see the positive and the negatives about it. And I think the positive side of it is baseball is trying to expand beyond the, you know, beyond here in the U S so, you know, you see those games in London, um, you know, a player like Otani is kind of getting, you know, the Asian market into things. So there's some more money coming in in those ways. But I mean, like, for example, you know, Bruce said, you know, with judge, like, is judge ever going to hit 60 home runs or more again? History tells us that it's probably not. So, as a Yankees fan, you know, if he hits 40 home runs and gets 100 RBIs, I think that's a win. You know, obviously, he's he's probably not going to hit that 55, 60 home runs. So it's good that he stays home, you know, for the, you know, in New York. You know, that obviously continues to get the fans excited about coming back. But, you know, is he going to really, bring all that value back. I mean, unless the Yankees win a world series, probably not. So it's, it's kind of like they had to decide, you know, we have to lock in because we have to win now or it's not really worth the contract. So they, they, they basically went all in, so to speak.
5: Yeah. Yeah. And, I, I was going to add, go yeah. ahead, Mikey.
3: I was going to say, I can only imagine, you know, what Yankees fans would have, would have said if, the Yankees let Judge walk. <laughs> I, I can yeah. see everybody being Nick Taturo over there, you know. <laughs> so they were pretty much going to give him whatever it cost them to keep him.
5: Yeah, and I, and I think too, Luis. Uh, you know, I was giving you grief a little bit about you know, oh man, you know, they. Oh good. They but it, it really, our Dodgers are probably going to do the same thing next season with Otani and give him. You know, half a billion dollars. You know, I mean, yeah. we're we're supposedly the the favorites. Yeah. You know, to and land in. so bid, we're going to be right there.
3: Yeah, and we could be outbid. Who knows? Look yeah. at the Padres are throwing money around like crazy. Let's
0: we'll see that. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Luis. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I, that's the one that I'm just shocked about. I'm so shocked by the Padres. I really am. And that's not a knock on the Padres, but I think we all know that they're a small market team. You know, they don't exactly have the tradition of winning. So the fact that they're throwing this money around is like they they're they're kind of also like, hey, we're going to win right now. Because if they don't in three years time, that team's going to look completely different, in my opinion.
3: Yeah, me and Bill were talking about that earlier. It's they need to get off to a good start this year. They have to. I mean, you got Machado, who's uh can be a free agent or uh, it's, he has an option, right? Yeah, opt yeah. out. Yeah, he has an opt out. Um, who's their other guy that can is a free agent? Soto. 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 I mean, it, it, boy, if they have not so good of a year, that could be a train wreck. And I'd love to see it. By the way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, to that point, to both of your points, I've talked to a couple of Padres fans, and and they've also agreed online and offline that this is the year. Because Manny's already kind of said if they don't win, he's going to opt out and test the free agency market, especially after this year. What happened? You know, you, Aaron Judge gets, what, 900000 per strikeout? You know, uh, whatever per home run. Whatever. I'm being facetious. But, um, you know, so Manny Machado opts out. What happens if you don't get Juan Soto back? What happens if Fernando Tatis does not come back as a model citizen? The Yankees have said that they're interested in him. And so do they trade them? And so then what does it look like without Tatis, without Manny Machado, without Juan Soto? And then you got to re-sign Blake Snell. So how do you do it? So it's win or go home type thing for this year. Yeah, That's a lot of pressure. Mikey's right. I wouldn't mind seeing it happen. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. They pushed all their chips in. They're in. They they did. It's a great ballpark. But like, like Louis said, this is a small market team. It's a great ballpark. Right. And so now the question becomes and Mikey, I'll ask you this one. Now the question becomes, do you start looking into your farm hands and do you start kind of bringing in farm hands? I know for the Dodgers, I know what they're looking like, but do you start bringing in farm hands to kind of offset some of the bigger contracts to try to get the some of these kids longer than just to drink of water up there. So, Mikey, what do you think?
3: You know, everybody needs a chance. Clayton Kershaw just didn't become Clayton Kershaw. You know, I mean, he started in the minors and he came up. I mean, I'm sure when he came up, people were like, oh, we needed this guy instead of him. We should have signed this guy in free agency. and Now we have to see this guy. You know, you, you got to give your uh, you got to give your top prospects a look, you know, give him a shot. And, and the Dodgers have a very nice uh, farm system. So I'm anxious to see a good five or six guys that can, you know, make a mark. So, yeah, I'm all for it. Team control is huge.
0: There you go. Jackson, what do you think? Time to let the kids play? I
3: mean,
4: as a, as a Braves fan, they're already doing that. You know, they have this reputation for locking it up early, locking it up cheap. But I I personally think that's the way to go because, you know, if you have them and maybe you're overpaying a couple of years, it doesn't hurt you too bad in the long run, especially when it's only three or four years of free agency. And But, like, the upside is just the Ronald Acuna contracts and the Ozzie Aussie, Aussie Albies has been hurt for the last year and a half. And his contract, he, he's making a star caliber second baseman when healthy. So, you know, it's the Braves are one of those teams that scout really well and they know when they pull their guys up. So the farm I know the farm is ranked dead last but I know they're going to pull some guy out of double a in the middle of July. And the guy's going to be like the greatest relief pitcher on the planet or something like that. They're going to be like, yeah, he got drafted from South Tennessee university in the 15th round. Cause he had Tommy John surgery. He throws 102 miles an hour, by the way, you're going to be like, what, but you know, it, you got to bring the kids up because those are the guys that fill out your roster. And those are the guys going forward. You want to be your core group. And the, the Braves' philosophies have a core group that buys into being an Atlanta Brave. I think every franchise should strive for that because you want guys that want to be there and want to play for the city because those guys are the ones who fight the hardest and when you know when all the chips are down, they're going to be the ones you know fighting to stay in the playoffs for the city not giving up you know kind of like Boston against the Yankees you know when they came back from the three0 deficit, they were fighting because they bought into the idea they need to beat the Yankees.
0: You need guys like that on your team. Well, in Jackson, at least you still have somebody on your team that when they get pulled over for DUI, they'll say I'm part of the Atlanta Braves instead of giving them the driver's license, right? At least you still got that guy around. I I think he's
4: replacing uh, Guillermo already as uh, the the team type man. He's just going
0: (laughs) to sit on the bench this year. (laughs) Uh, Bruce, uh, is it time to start going to the farmhands?
5: I yeah I think so I think you have to I mean it, especially if you are a, a club that has the talent and I'll use you know obviously the Dodgers you know we we have a talented farm system we we actually have a season coming up where quite frankly we're going to need them um so yes um absolutely um I will say to Jackson's point and to give Jackson a little props in my opinion the Atlanta Braves are one of the very best organizations for making good with what they have. And they have done that since Maddox. I mean, and and those guys, they, they have done such a great job of using what they have. Um, maybe one of the best. Um, so props to you, Jackson, and your Braves, because they've always been good at that. Dodgers, it's, you know, it's sometimes we've got to do that route. Sometimes, nope, we're loaded. Sometimes, you know, now we're, now we're, yeah, we got to use some young guys. And I'm excited about it. I'm nervous about it, but I'm excited about it too. So absolutely got to let him play.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah.
5: Uh, Jackson,
0: who's the kid in center field? I'm drawing a blank. Is Michael Davis? Michael Harris. Michael yeah. Harris. I'm sorry. The That kid's good. And you guys got him for fungal bats and batting practice balls. And now look where he's at. So, I mean, yeah. to to your point, Bruce. I mean, they're they're really good at that.
5: I'll say this too. I, obviously, I'm not a Braves fan, but I I am a fanboy of Ozzy Albie's. So I hope he gets back because he's really fun to watch play. So. Yeah,
4: I, I mean, thank thank you for the compliment on the Braves. We feel the same way about the Dodgers. You know, they're they're pesky and they're annoying. They pull guys out of nowhere. Again, it's yeah. like we found this guy. He had. Four Tommy John surgeries before he was 15, but he throws 102, I guess, and has a slider, strikes everyone out. You're like, okay.
5: Well, next time we're, we're I'm on with you, I'll 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 bust out my Ozzy Albies, my my Wilson Ozzie Albies glove. I have one.
1: <laughs> nice. Just so you know.
5: Nice.
0: Nice. All right, Louis, what uh is it time to start letting some of the kids play uh in the Yankees organization?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I the, the Yankees are kind of they've had this reputation where they would rather go out and get an old veteran guy. That's, you know, I guess tried and true in the majors, you know, but it then sort of falls apart sometimes like Donaldson, good glove, horrible at the plate. I I'd rather see him go, you know, give some young guy a shot. I, last year, Peraza Cabrera did really well. Um, I think it's time to let those young guys come up. You know, I we're on here with a bunch of Dodgers and Braves fans, and I'm I'm envious because those two organizations have been very good about getting those young guys up, and you know, like logging them in. So, I think the Yankees need to go a little bit more youthful. They they kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, they were kind of a little bit, um, they kind of had kid gloves on Judge. He didn't come up till he was like 26. So, I, I want to see the youth. I want to see young, exciting guys. So, yeah, definitely.
0: I like it. Uh, Eric, what about you? Time to go. Well, yeah. you got J-Rod. You got the best <laughs> youth of all right there. I mean, yeah. there's nothing that we could say. Any of us on here. Go
2: I ahead. think, I think it's more of just, yeah, I think you definitely got to start looking to the farm system. I mean, you look at where we changed our team around from being one of, one of the oldest groups to the youngest groups. maybe i want to say like four years tops. I mean, Jerry DePoto has really gone out, traded everything away, kind of just resetted us. I mean, You got to look at who we have now. You got Cal Raleigh from the farm. You got Kelnick. You got Julio. You got, you know, George Kirby, Emerson Hancock's on the rise. You got all these young guys coming up back to back to back. I mean, you're looking at Harry Ford, who's already, I guess, a stud catcher coming up in the, you know, in the minor league system. You got Zach Loach. Brian Wu, another guy that's not really talked about as much. He's a a stud in the minor leagues. He's shoving it down there with Everett, and, I mean, he's – He's putting it together. He's having a good couple of seasons. So you see them come up in the other couple of years, and I mean, they're going to want to fight for their spot. Like Jackson said, they're going to be hungry. They're going to be just as eager to make the roster. I mean, just to see them fight each and every single day, it's going to make a huge improvement for the team.
0: Yeah, I got. I got to. I got to tell you, if you're done with J. Rod, there's, there's the Dodger fans, the Braves fans, the Yankee fans that'll all take him, no questions asked. I don't I think, don't think there's please. anybody on here that will say no, we don't want this kid. <laughs> so, we'll take him. Um, we'll we'll even throw Mikey in as a as the player to be named later if we need to. Um if yeah, you, you can tell Mikey's built we'll for speed, so you guys can have Mikey. <laughs> um Five, the, uh, player, baby. The, <laughs> the you know, when I was thinking about this question, fellas, you know the thing that kept coming to my mind is this thing that I said before is sustainability. I just don't know that the MLB can sustain signing all these major contracts without finding your new Clayton Kershaws or your J Rods or even your Aaron Judges or or Michael Harris's. You've got to find those guys and you got to let the kids play because otherwise, you know, Louis brought brought it up perfectly, right? The Yankees have had a history in the past, you know, in the past they've they've signed the guy that they hope. Is going to produce that has had a name ID before can't do that not in this not in today's game it's a little different right yeah. so okay final question Bruce I'm going to have you lead us off on this question give me a couple of names um, of guys in the farm that you would like to see play at the ravine this uh, this year and then I'm going to go over to you Luis to to say the same
5: thing can I give one that I, I don't want to see sure <laughs> Sure. Um I mean I'm looking at my list right now and I am in, I mean I am definitely interested in what James Altman can do. Um I I like his vibe. Um It's just such a mystery, but I, I think that he's one that we we certainly have to try uh and get out in the outfield and see what he can do. Um for sure. His workout um,
3: video was impressive, Bruce.
5: Yeah, it was insane. Like I saw that. Actually, you're the one that made me watch it, but, um, <laughs> he's my most intriguing one. Vargas obviously is another one. Um, the one that I'm not excited about, yo guy, he's just going to have to show me some, I'm just not a fan and I'm super down on him and I'm sorry that I am, but, um, I'm really nervous about him and, and not feeling the vibe with him that I am with Altman and Vargas. I just, I just don't like what I'm seeing, but, um, but I would say Vargas and Altman for sure. Um, Miller, you know, would be great to um, see what's going on there with him. Um, but Altman I'm most excited about because can he be, can he be another Bellinger? I I, I hope that he can. You know, so that's that's where I'm at with, the, with that, guys, for sure. Thank
0: you. So, fellas that aren't Dodger fans, if you guys didn't see the workout video by James Altman, he literally is working out. And I swear you saw Arnold pass by him going, dang, that's a workout. I've never done that. I mean, this this kid was in the zone with his working out. He was no messing around. It, it was almost like you almost wanted to hear the Rocky music behind saying, I'm trying <laughs> to earn a spot. That's what I was gonna say.
3: It was like the Rocky montage when he's working out in uh Russia.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. All right. All right, my Yankee friend. Uh, what do you th- who are you looking forward to seeing come up if, if you're gonna bring up some farm hands?
1: Well, I mean, we saw a little bit of it last year with Cabrera and Peraza, and those those guys are young and fun. Um obviously, I think at some point this year the Yankees are gonna have to bring up Volpe. Cause I don't think IKF is the guy at shortstop. So it'll be good to see him um, as far as a couple of arms, we've seen Clark Schmidt come up a few times for spot starts. Uh, you know, since Montus is out, I think that he's going to have to, you know, come in and 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 maybe take that spot. Um, Ken Waldachuk is another guy that shows a lot of promise. And then, you know, if we are looking a couple years down the road, you know, Dominguez, I think he's still at least two years out. So those are a few names. Um, So yeah, we'll see. We'll see.
0: Okay. Okay. I like that. Uh, Eric.
1: Think
2: with who we got going on. I know before the playoff ever happened with us last year, we had added Cade Marlowe to our roster. And I think that's another one of our underrated guys out there. Who's top speed. I think I haven't seen too much about him. I haven't really done my research yet, but, I heard he's a pretty decent outfielder, top speed guy. I mean, he's kind of the guy you kind of want on your base path. Uh, pitching rotation can do. I mean, if you look at, we have Marco Gonzalez, we still have Chris Flexen that went to the bullpen willingly because we already had signed our guys and called up Kirby, etc. But I, I want to see Hancock hopefully sometime this year. I think he can make a great improvement. I think He's going to be a good, you know, fit in with that Kirby, George Kirby, Emerson Hancock mix. I mean, we also got Luis Castillo. Um, Other than that, I think Zach Deloach, Brian Wu, those are also two guys out there, outfielder prospect. And then Brian Wu being that pitcher prospect. They're both guys that you got to keep an eye on. You can't really push
1: away from.
0: And I like, don't sleep on Seattle, man. I, I like that team out there. They're young and they're scrappy and, and I think that Houston may not have gotten better in the off season and you guys are getting better. So it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. The, uh, the angels will be good through May. Um, and, <laughs> and the A's will be good through April 4th or 5th. And then they'll start talking about, we'll see you later. Right. Um, unless you're up in the left field uh, stands. Yeah. Apparently there's good things that happen up there. Um, but, you know, you don't have to worry about the A's too much. So um my, Mikey, uh what do you think? Who are you looking forward to seeing? Uh well
3: Altman of obviously. Um we we definitely need right off the bat Altman and Miguel Vargas for the Dodgers to be successful, have to contribute this year. Um it's just the way it is. They're gonna kind of be through having to produce um but there's some arms Gavin Stone isn't talked about a lot but um a lot of people in the know are higher on him in the long run than Bobby Miller and Bobby Miller's got a live arm so um Pepio he i, I you know he's going to be fine he i could see him being a, a five somewhere he's probably going to be a bullpen piece now or triple a, but I mean, if they have to go to him because of injuries, it's, it's not going to freak me out. Um, Michael Bush, the the Dodgers have a lot of talent in the minor leagues. Diego Cartaya there. There's, there's just, the Dodgers are loaded. We're lucky. Our, our farm systems deep. we, for, they're they're good at keeping their talent. They haven't traded guys away. They kept uh, Seager. They may all those guys that could have been big trade pieces to get big players at a trade deadline.
0: Mike, you just went on mute.
3: Um, and have kept our farm system intact, so okay. we got we have a lot
0: to look forward to. Love it, love it. All right, Jackson, take us home on this final question. Thank I you. mean, I'm not looking for anyone coming up.
4: The Braves already have all their talent at the major league level. Uh, they've exhausted the farm system because they're, they're all there. Uh, but I will point out, you know, there's there's the battle for the five spot in the rotation this spring. It's a bit good in spurts. And Mike Soroka, who's coming back from a double Achilles tear. And if he is half as good as he was before he tore his Achilles, that Braves rotation is going to be five, five deep with real good. He finished... Top 10 in the Cy Young Award is one healthy year, um, you know, and it's going to be a continuation of Von Grissom. It's going to be a continuation of Michael Harris to see what they do in year two. And I'm really excited. Ronald Acuna is not even 25 years old yet, guys. He's coming back. He's going to be at full strength. I don't know if you saw him pimping home runs and and Ven- the Venezuelan winter league in his 42nd home run try or whatever he took. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, you, but, you know, a full season of Acuna is, you know, people are like the Mets and the Phillies got so much better. The Braves didn't get much better. They're going to have a hundred percent Acuna. They could have a Cy Young candidate in the five spot in the rotation. As a Braves fan, I feel good because all of our talent's there, and it it's it's good to go for the next five six years.
3: So health wise, though, you'll you'll need you know if you do you, do you have farm guys ready to go? I mean, uh, there's there's another pitcher, Jared
4: Schuster's ready uh, at shortstop. Brandon Shootmake can play any infield position basically. You know, and I feel like they they filled out their roster with some good outfield depth, out a major league talent. So I feel like the Braves are in a really good and unique position where they have good utility guys and they have a deep bullpen. You know, like I said, they have three guys vying for the f- fifth spot in the rotation. So yeah, I don't. I'm not really worried. You know, injury wise, or if one guy struggling, it's it's the next man act, So it's giddy up, boys. You know. <laughs>
0: That's ride. If you need a fifth man, I'll get you in contact with Bruce. Um, you know, I'm acting as his agent here. Uh, he'll be your fifth man in rotation. He will not take league minimum, uh, 15 million um, for one season, a half a season, right? But Bruce, please understand that I take 90% of that contract as your agent. All right. 90. And All right. The government Go takes the other, it takes eight and a half percent. So we'll leave you with a percent and a half, but we'll be good. <laughs> Yeah, sounds, <laughs> sounds fair. <laughs> uh, fellas, first of all, I want to thank you so much for Stay being fun. on this. This has been a fun episode. I've enjoyed it. Um, just because there's so much to talk about. I, I felt myself as I was watching the free agency market this year, I'm like, how much more money can this team spend or that team spend? It seemed like San Diego was spending all their money just so the Dodgers didn't get anybody. Right. I mean, they signed the Dodgers uh, bat boy from 1947 to a three year deal. I mean, literally, they were signing anybody that was ever anywhere near the Dodgers organization, which was great. But fellas, I want to thank you for being on. For those of you that are are top fan rivalry followers and listening to this. uh, I will tag everybody that's been on here. Please follow them. They are great people. They're great family guys. Um, they're great individuals they're great baseball purists they love the game they love what they're doing and they wouldn't be on here if they weren't so um so luis bruce mikey jackson eric thank you um we're grateful to have you on and we'll have you guys on again soon yeah
3: That's all right cool. thanks bill You're thank
0: welcome. you guys. have a good night